Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta set the podcast off right here. I gotta crack me a cold one. Gotta hold on. This is, this is the best. I think I might have done this on one of our. This is what our third time having you on. I think so. All right. Well, here we go. This is, this is the, uh, this is the one of the best sounds on earth. Hold on. Man, it's a little less satisfying than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting some ASMR. I don't think you got the full pop in there. That's okay. Dude, I'm a rookie. I need your uh, I need your monster skills. You still drink a monster a day? I've kicked them. I've kicked all caffeine. Dude, let's talk about that first off, real quick, because I I I am off the monster a day train as well. I don't like it. I mean, I'm not. A, I wouldn't recommend anyone do it. <laughs> okay, so, so so why 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 did this why did this start? Well, so this year, I don't know if it's like. I've just been not feeling great. I don't know if it's like stress or everything going on. Probably a, a com- combination of a lot of things. But it's been a rough year, a little bit. Caffeine makes it worse. Yeah. So what what was your what, what what was your daily intake? Was it just one monster and then that's it, or what else were you doing per day? So I I actually originally kicked monsters because of. Um, just trying to kind of like reduce artificial sweeteners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, I can probably kick those cause I like coffee just fine. So got rid of those and then was doing coffee, probably like two to maybe three cups on a rough day. So like not a lot, but, um, yeah, man, like just felt terrible. So I've just been like pulling stuff out and, so you think you think you think your your limit per day was probably like two hundred to three hundred milligrams? You would say? Yeah, like I was not doing. I used to do a lot more than that. Like a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I was like more. And like back in the day, I would do like pre workouts and Monster, and I mean, like I was to the max. <laughs> interesting, dude. Because I think I'm I'm big into this too. I know I think Mike Vacanti is another person who is very interested in their caffeine intake and, and how it affects like well being and mood, um, and just emotional regulation. Uh, and I I've I did the same exact thing with the with the monster. Actually, not because uh, of the caffeine content, but because of the carbonation. Because I was I was drinking a monster like as soon as I woke up, and then I would also usually it would usually be a monster in the morning, and then uh, I don't take pre workout or anything actually. And then uh, at nighttime I would have maybe like one to two diet cokes, or I might have a diet coke like so. This is after lunchtime and stuff, so I have a diet coke. It's got like forty six milligrams of caffeine in it, so it's a little bit of a boost, but it's also more carbonation, right? And it's not best for your enamel and your teeth. Um, and so I would do a mon- a full monster and then maybe one to two diet Cokes a day. And then also I love wine and alcohol. And it's like, that's also acidic, right? And I love fruit as well, which is citrus, right? So all of these things I was taking into account um, for my teeth, basically. And I was just like, I probably shouldn't be drinking a monster a day anyway, just like from everything else that I, I drink and consume. And so I was like, I'll switch to, uh, and now I actually take, um, I take a pre-workout in the morning, like as my morning coffee, because I don't like coffee, actually. Um, I never got into it because I knew I'd get hooked. So I bought some prolific from PS Science, and because it's got a little bit of the uh, uh, nootropics in it as well. So I was like, I can still get a little bit of a caffeine boost from this. I can get a little bit of the nootropics as well. And then I don't have the carbonation and then I can stick with like one diet Coke a day. uh, And then I should be okay from there. So, so that, yeah, that's, yeah. 
That's you have true. a dude. If you don't have a blood pressure cuff, get a blood pressure cuff. Because okay, have you been doing that? Yeah, man. It's like it directly correlated. Like even so, I'll do some tea now, but like I try to just stick with like the herbal stuff. But some I'll do like decaf tea because I just like like chai tea or something. I like the flavor of like black tea versus some of the others. Uh, but like even like with decaf and stuff like that. I mean, there's like a direct correlation between my blood pressure and any kind of caffeine, even like I tried, I don't really drink soda much anyway, but if I do like the 46 milligrams in a Coke, like I'll check blood pressure and it's like bumping, you know, stress bumping. So, and it's just like shocker, dude, like fucking, of course it's caffeine. It makes your heart beat faster. It's going to push blood through everything more quickly. So of course your blood pressure is going to go up. So it's like, yeah, I think about that. Uh, and, and yeah, so I, I, that makes me nervous. I want to, I should get one and see, see how I feel. But, but yeah. my thing, my thing was the, the reason, another reason with the, the caffeine in the mornings too, is that I would wake up and what most people do is they don't want to eat anything in the mornings because especially if you're a habitual caffeine user and you like the euphoria and you like the just feeling of the caffeine working it's like if you have a breakfast and then if you have breakfast and then you have the caffeine afterwards it's it's blunted right and, and so i was always taking the caffeine before i would eat anything and then i would go several hours of just not eating anything but the buzz would be great um and but the problem became whenever I, I realized that caffeine was an amplifier for however my day was going, right? And so in the mornings, and often like with our businesses being self-employed and things, you know, you have good days, of course, but it, it made the bad days really bad and it made the good days really good. But the ratio there, like you're not always going to get a home run every day. Every day is usually like kind of in the middle ground. And all it takes is like with that caffeine to push you over the edge of like one little thing going wrong. And then it just kind of snowballs from that point forward. Does that sound familiar to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're on, uh, I mean, going fairly strong like there there really is like um you can definitely tell like when, when you don't have it in the beginning um but that wasn't that really wasn't as bad like kicking that wasn't as bad like that was like a couple days and it was pretty smooth sailing but yeah um i mean i miss it you know more for like i tried like decaf coffee i mean like everything but like you said i mean I also love acidic food. So like acidic coffee, acidic teas, like doesn't, you can only do so much, man. I feel like I'm 75 years old. <laughs> it's so interesting. The things that you think about whenever you get older. And I guess also we're just more health conscious individuals probably to begin with. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Vanessa tells me I'm like hyper aware of my body. She's like, you're too sensitive. So, <laughs> well, do you, so do you, do you really, cause I like, uh, like well being and my emotional well being and how I feel throughout the day. Like I don't plan my day around like my time necessarily. I plan my day, at least the tasks that I, that I undergo under how I feel throughout the entire day. Right. So it's not like even in the very beginning, I do my highest priority task because it's like the most important, but it's typically because it's going to be some type of creative work where I have to do some critical thinking. And so like just energy wise, it's probably not a good idea for me to put that like right after lunch. It makes more sense to put like admin stuff, emails, shit like that after lunch instead of that kind of hardcore stuff. Are you similar? Yeah, I'm worthless after 
<laughs> it's it earlier and earlier. Like used to, I could really power through. I mean, you know, pretty much the whole day. And then it was, you know, before I would eat sometimes like noon, one, two. Now it's like 11. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get <laughs> it. Next year it'll probably be like 10. So I'll start no. getting up earlier, I guess. <laughs> it happens. It happens. That's why actually the reason why I put these podcasts uh, around three is because it, it's kind of, it's more of like a kickstart actually, because I get energized. I think I'm, I'm fairly extroverted. So whenever I talk to people on these podcasts, I get really excited. And so it is kind of a mental boost for me. So even if I am feeling somewhat sluggish after lunch and things, I like putting these uh, because it just, it, it, it really does just amp me up because I can't come on here and be boring. And then, you know, it'd just be a terrible podcast, which who knows, we've talked about caffeine intake so far. So maybe this is super boring for people, but I really, I really know what's funny is whenever I would put these little things about caffeine on my story, I would get a shit ton of engagement because most people do consume caffeine and wonder about these that are like, why am I so anxious every single morning whenever I don't eat breakfast and take tons of stimulants? It's like, well, exactly that you know right <laughs> it's like ex yeah exactly I mean, that I, I really think it's probably i mean it's definitely the most widely consumed drug in america i'm sure oh, so it's great i mean it's great maybe alcohol. i bet it's more prominent than alcohol but oh i bet so too how many people how many people drink alcohol every day and how many people drink caffeine every day or uh coffee yeah, I think it's probably gotta be, yeah coffee and even in soda like passive stuff like you wouldn't really consider Dude, yeah. and, and multiple cups of coffee per day. Like as far yeah. as ounces consumed, it's like I can take as far as alcoholic density, you know, with a, I can take two shots of bourbon and be feeling pretty solid. But if I take, you know, two shots of espresso, it'll be, you know, I'll be about standard, right? Like yeah. I'll be, I'll be feeling, I'll be feeling good, but it, you know, I'm going to be like, all right, I, you know, I can, I can do some boring things if I need to, like, I'm not going to be feeling too crazy. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting All to think to about. Say, if you can still have <laughs> caffeine and coffee, be grateful for it. <laughs> the, the, the last thing, the, the, the last thing I'll say on it is what I also do is that's why I have this water right here next to me is that whenever I do have carbonation or even whenever I have uh, alcohol and things, I'll, I'll drink water intermittently and swish it around my mouth um, for the, for at least the, the teeth part of things, right? Like I just want to uh, make sure that so that's, why are you so concerned with your teeth? What's this? What's the deal there? You know, what's funny is you, whenever you just said that I was thinking in my head, I was like, why do I care about that? So, cause I don't care. Like, I don't care about like how, like I, I like having pretty teeth, but I'm not crazy about having like super whitening stuff or anything like that. I like I brush twice a day. I don't do anything excessive. I think what it is, is that I've had fillings in my, uh, my molars before my enamel and one time I had like a traumatizing experience where they like, uh, the, the dentist didn't, the, the dentist didn't numb me enough. Right. And they used the drill on me and it, it like the sensitivity. So now every time I hear a drill or anything like that, it triggers like PT. Not, I don't want to say PTSD, but you get what I'm saying. Like oh, yeah. it triggers that fear in my head and I get all tingly and chills throughout like my entire body. Cause I hear that little like in my ear uh just while they're drilling and then so that has like scarred me and so since i have those fillings i know that certain foods and then other you know uh, acidity citrus fruits all of these things compounded over time that can take that enamel away and that increases the likelihood that i'm going to get more 
of those procedures done. So there's a little psychoanalysis on why I'm traumatized by the dentist. <laughs> well, you have a reason. I mean, it, yeah, smart man. That you only you only have one set of teeth. You know that that that's it too. I just get I get terrified. Like with my teeth, I'm just like if I have to get other shit done to it, or if I have to get a root canal or something like that. It's like that stuff can that can change you as a person, just traumatize you forever. Um, yeah. But anyway, besides my teeth, I want to talk about your, you've had a, a recently exciting uh, period of your time. So you got married a few weeks ago or like a month ago about, right? Yeah, a little over a month ago. How do you feel? One month in. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best? The best. How long are you guys together? Uh, we got married on our fifth year, five year anniversary. Oh, sick. Same date. There you go. That's a that's a one way to remember it, right? You're just like, let's just keep it the same. Yep. And <laughs> even five. So it should be easy to keep up with. How yeah. how was the how was the wedding? How did you give me give me some 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 details there? Like what 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 was like the the turnout and things? Um don't worry, I'm gonna not gonna I went to my best friend's wedding during this time, so I'm not gonna judge you for having it during coronavirus or anything. Um <laughs> But I just want to know, like, what, what was your, what was your thinking behind it? And like, what, uh, also how much did you like not participate in the planning of everything? I feel like I can see you being like, Hey, I'm, I will do whatever you want to do, babe. Like it's, this is, this is your wedding. I just, I'm just there to to try and try and look pretty. Nailed that part. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so we had six people there. Uh, we wore hazmat suits. We, (laughs) We uh, we trimmed down our guest list as a lot, as much as possible, trying to make it as small as possible. We also, so we live in Austin, Texas now, but we got married close to our hometown. Uh, Vanessa's mom, my mother-in-law owns a wedding venue, so we got married there. That's uh, useful. So it's in Arkansas, and I don't know if you know this, but uh, COVID-19 does not exist in Arkansas. So. <laughs> It wasn't, you know, like no one just, was taking it that It skipped that state completely, so you're good to go. Yeah, not a thing, man. <laughs> um, but no, we had, uh, so we trimmed down on the guest list a lot. It is an outdoor wedding, outdoor reception. Uh, we had masks and stuff for everyone. It was um, very normal feeling, you know, like, I mean, within reason. Like, it, it, was, a, it was a really good day, really good time. Um, wasn't it for better or worse it didn't seem too impacted by current events right right and have you gotten any calls or anything like yeah you've had like 20 people infected you're you're, no so as far as we know i mean no for sure no one that attended the wedding has has gotten sick did they spread it to someone else i mean maybe who knows well again it wasn't in arkansas so you have nothing to worry about we really we really did try to make it very clear like look we don't expect we had some people from out of state like you know most of those people didn't come yeah you know like hey we're not expecting anyone to come but we're gonna go with it so so we did it um planning wise yeah i did as little as possible um it was you know it was a pretty smooth process for me. Uh, yeah, right on. And that was a good time. It was a good time. And then uh, we took a little, well, not a little, a pretty long honeymoon road trip. And uh, where'd you go? What'd you do? 
we drove just out through the West, going you know, New Mexico, Utah, parts of Nevada, come back through Arizona. Oh, so like road trip, like what did you do? Get like a big van or something or like trail? No, no, uh, Honda Accord. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, 6'5", 270 pounds and a Honda Accord for <laughs> about 4,000 miles or so. So it was a good time. Was a great time. A great time. Um, oh, that sounds great, actually. Um, that's so, that's, that's, that's great. No, I had a, my, so my best friend, uh, he had, he had his wedding and, uh, he, they had originally planned on their honeymoon, honeymoon to go to Barbados. Um, I think what, what is that like in the, uh, I don't know, some, some Southern place, right? It's beachy, all that kind of good stuff, right? Barbados. Um, they, they had planned on going there. Uh, and then they found out, of course, with, with COVID, they had the restrictions and he was trying to get his refund and stuff. And he was able to get, uh, a refund on basically everything except for the two plane tickets were about, which were about $200 each. And then also like the travel insurance or something. So it was a total of like $600 and his joke is so he was like, yeah, so I basically paid $600 to not go on vacation. (laughs) And I was like. That's not bad. $200 to go to, to Barbados? For the Listen, I, I guess. I don't know what type of deal he had or something like whatever was going on. But yeah, he was like $600, but he was still, you know, he's I was like, I paid $600 to not go on vacation. I was like, that's not bad. That's yeah. It's not bad, but it's also not good. It's not good either. Yeah. <laughs> well, so four days before we left on our journey that New Mexico had reissued their shelter in place, you know, and like, um, if you're coming from out of state quarantine. Uh, so we were like, Oh man, I mean, in Texas is so big. Like you have to drive about 12 hours from Austin before you even get out of Texas, like going West. So there's no real good stopping place anywhere. That's not New Mexico on your way to the West. Yeah. So we, uh, we were, you know, debating on, do we go and just like hunker down in our Airbnb for, cause we were only there for like three days um so we ended up doing that but we really didn't have a choice because uh there was also an out of season blizzard so, but we were like you know well we can either not 2020 the entire thing or we can just make this work so we go and just get snowed in for three days and then that's wild and then we get back to mount zion yeah that's wild <laughs> man. that's that's great 2020 has been fucking crazy it's been rough it's been rough i mean it, but relative we've had a it's been a breeze of a year for us compared sure. to home. So yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, we're the we're the work from home warriors. We've been training our whole lives for this with the <laughs> online stuff. <true. laughs> yeah. It's been a breeze. I mean, really, it's been a good year relative to to most. So we're grateful, but still, I think all of us could use a break. <laughs> I know, man. I think yeah, that's what it is. It's just the the normalcy. Like I just I just want things to somewhat. Uh, I just, I, I really do just miss the genuinely being around other people and just not feeling like everyone's infected with something. It's just like, it's that feeling whenever you see someone sick and you have that biological response of like, oh, they're sick. I need to like stay away from them because, you know, they have a runny nose, they're bloody or something, right? There's something going on. You're like, okay, that's a zombie. I need to stay over here. Right. But now everyone seems like a zombie. Like everyone seems like they're walking around infected. You have no idea. Um, and it just really, it can really just mess with your, your mental state and just the, the, the friendliness with people. Cause a lot of these things that I would do normally, I'm like somebody dropped their pin or something. I'm like, do, 
do they want me to pick it up or will they, I, I touched it. So then I have to give it back to them and they're made, like, that's their stuff. And I'm like, that's insane for me to think about that. You know? I know. Yeah. We went to dinner with friends recently and they have uh, two kids about nine, 10 years old. And like, they come up and, you know, uncle Mason, like, want to like hug me. I'm like, stiff arm. Like, Hold up. where you been? <laughs> You've been at school. You been wearing your mask in class. What's your temperature? <laughs> Let me check your temperature real quick. <laughs> blood pressure too. <laughs> Let's see what's up. <laughs> Everybody's got to go through a full physical before they can give you a hug. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're clear. Let's let's bring it in. Just side hug though. Just one touch. Here's hand sanitizer afterwards, and then we'll uh, keep our distance six feet apart. <laughs> Good run. How so? I mean, you picked a great time to move to New York. So it, it it depends on how you define great time, but yeah, I think it like yeah, both ways. Yeah, yeah, it, it really it really yeah. does go both. Like it really does go both ways because part of the reason why people move to New York City, of course, is because it's New York City. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of connections. There's a lot of shit going on constantly. Um, and now with COVID, of course, like that networking side of things, that that intermingling, all that kind of stuff, it's it's not gone away for sure, but it's 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 uh dampened, I guess. Um and, and of course with the events and stuff, yeah. But the thing is all of that will end up it'll eventually come back. It'll come back around. So what's cool is I've gotten New York City somewhat on training wheels, basically. Like there's not there's not as many people roaming around, there's not as much traffic, um, et cetera, et cetera. And 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 honestly, like I still stay in the apartment the majority of the time, whether it's COVID or not. Like me and my girlfriend, we just we both her desk is right here next to mine. She's actually in the other room. Um uh, whoever, whoever is like doing zoom calls or having like important things going on, they have the priority of our office space, uh, right here. Um, it's, so it's, it's, you know, as far as working from home and in New York city, it's, it's like the same. There's just more buildings outside that I'm looking around now and all my habits and stuff, my routines, everybody's heard me say this on the podcast. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm in Austin, Texas, or if I'm, I'm here in New York city or if I'm back in Kentucky, it's like, I'm still the same person the majority of the time, right? Like the environment is the only thing that's mostly changed. So like I, I walk more to different places. There's there's more diverse people. It's not, you know, like 95% white people uh, like it is in Kentucky, which is which is good, uh, you know, in, in many ways for, for, for different reasons. But yeah, for the most part, it's like, it's, it's what I make it. And whenever I decided, Hey, I'm going to move to New York city, I'm going to be a part of this lifestyle. It's like, I, I'm more wired for optimism and I'm like, I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to enjoy it. Even if it's during COVID, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's been a great time Me and me and Mal and, and Carl, we've, we've had a, had a wonderful time getting cozied in. And we actually just had our first ever, um, Thanksgiving away from our families yesterday, which was wonderful. Actually, it was, it, it was f- not in the sense of like we were away from our family, so that's great. But in the sense of just like it was a very, it was probably one of the most adult things that we'd ever done. Because I, you know, I got a big old turkey and everything, figured out how to. And this is to you, you're like, all right, let's go rookie. Um, so to no, the, no, we've we, uh, we've ordered our Thanksgiving meals the last two years from restaurants. So hey. <laughs> that makes me feel yeah. a little bit better. I just, you know, with the cooking blog and things, I was just like, I was like, I don't, I feel like he's going to judge me. Um, but 
No, we, we, we figured it. I do it all the time. So Thanksgiving is my time off. (laughs) Wow. That's true. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. You cook all the time. So it's like literally your job. So you're no, I, I, that makes sense. Um, So you you prepared the, the whole meal. Yeah, well, 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 well. I I did the I did <laughs> I did the majority of the turkey, and then what my mom did was she sent us the recipe for her broccoli casserole and sweet potato casserole, and then Mal made it. Um, and and yeah, no, it was it was wonderful. It was it, I told her I told her it was very, and I told my parents this too. I said it's so weird because I had never because you know how uh, sense of taste and sense of smell is some of the strongest things for like memory, like bringing you back towards a certain spot in your life or especially like comfortable or uncomfortable memories and things. So I never had these tastes of broccoli casserole and sweet potato casserole, my mom's recipe in my mouth, unless I'm at home, right? Like unless I'm in Kentucky at the dinner table with my family. And so this time I was here, with with Mao looking outside at all these you know buildings and the, the Hudson River and I'm in New York City and so it was a very uh, weird conflicting moment going on inside my head of all these the the old time memories but then I'm like also I'm here in New York City so yeah it was it was weird but it was great it was it was wonderful that's cool that's so Vanessa and I we really so we were like always really close we had been together whatever that math is, three and a half years before we moved to Texas together. Uh, and then our first Thanksgiving, last Thanksgiving, we stayed here in Austin. It was just the two of us. We went like to a Thanksgiving brunch somewhere. Uh, and it was, I remember it being like kind of a special day because it's just, just the two of you. It is very, it's like a very good bonding experience. Uh, yeah, it's good, good memories. Yeah, of course. And we, yeah, we went and like true, true, true New Yorkers. We went and got some bagels in the morning and, uh, it was, it was, yeah, we, we were like, is the bagel place? Cause we, on, on weekends, we always go get bagels at this, the, the, the bagel place, like right down the street. One of them, there's like six within a mile or not a mile. Wow. A mile. There's probably 60 within a mile of us. There's six within like looking out the window basically. <laughs> um, but we went to, we went to the local one and I was like, are they open? And I was like, of course they're open. It's New York City. Like, of course they're going to be open. So we went there, got our bagels for breakfast, and, and instead of instead of having the the weird Thanksgiving dinner around like one p.m., which is for some reason that happens on holidays, um, we ended up having it like a normal. T- it was like five thirty or something, six, uh, and it was yeah, man, it was it was great. I I, I loved I loved it. I loved it. Cool. Um, Are you for Christmas as well? No, see, the reason why we stayed here for Thanksgiving, it wasn't even because of like Corona or anything. It was just because of, of my, uh, I was about to say my husband's, my husband's wedding, uh, my, my best friend's wedding. He had, it was on November 7th. And so it just wouldn't have made, and then I left to come back here like November 10th. So it would have been stupid for me to be in Kentucky, leave, come back here for like two weeks, go back for Thanksgiving, come back here, go back again for Christmas. So I was like, we'll just hang out here for Thanksgiving. Then we'll go in for, we'll go in for Christmas. And so we're going to be in, we're going to be in Kentucky for like a month for Christmas because she gets quite a bit of time off of law school and uh, she just, she hasn't, she hasn't gone back home yet. So she wants to spend some time with her family and stuff and I'll do the same. And, and we're going to bring Carl back home, our cat. So it'll, it'll work out well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, what I want to also talk to you about is Austin, Texas. Cause what I, I'm always interested in. So how old are you? 75. <laughs> I'm sorry. I turned 30 this year. 
75. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> 30. Uh, yes. Okay. 30. All right. I'm, Cause I always try and put it into perspective and what I'm always interested in is why people decided to do the things that they did. And I think that one of the big things that I've learned from, from moving to New York city and, uh, you know, just moving away from where I grew up, it's a, it's a, it's a big decision. So I want to know, uh, and also Austin is one of the places that me and Mal definitely want to come visit. And it's also, uh, if my mom's listening to this, she's going to freak out. But it's it's one of the places that could potentially be a future home spot that I, I that we've thought about that I myself ha- have thought about a lot. And I was like, Austin may, and it's not just because Joe Rogan just moved out there, but I I, I thought of Austin. I was like, it would be a, it would be a really good happy medium between somewhat of a, a bigger city, but then also kind of like that southern charm that I'm very used to, um, like the South. And so so Austin is on our radar. And so what I wanted to know is why why you guys chose Austin and and how how are you guys enjoying it? That's pretty much it. We, the Southern charm. we, so coming from Arkansas, uh, the, the COVID not existing, there's one good example. Like it's a little, um, regressive in ways. Um, <laughs> so we, we knew, you know, kind of like, uh, I mean, first of all, we're apolitical, but you know, we're, we're pretty, I don't know. Let's not even get into that, but you know, it, can, it can get involved in your life, whether you're involved with it or not. Right. Like just exactly. surround, yeah. it gets involved with other people. So therefore by a byproduct, it, it just gets involved with you. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we needed, we wanted to go to a place, uh, with just <clears throat> a little more variety and uh, people have a wider, uh, variety of beliefs um mm-hmm. so, matthew matthew mcconaughey called it the 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 blueberry and the tomato soup that's what he yeah, calls that's it right yeah yeah it's very so that was one thing we we liked you know like a, a kind of a purple spot so yes uh yeah a very purple spot would be perfect for us um but beyond that like we so obviously the food here is amazing so yeah the food here is amazing that's probably our biggest passion hobby and job, you know, in, in the food space. So part of it was we want to move to a bigger market for opportunities, you know, potential opportunities um, this year, kind of like uh, stifled that quite a bit. So (laughs) I haven't been able to do any kind of collaboration or anything like that with anyone here, but um, that was a big one. Uh, And then we, so we had visited a few of the, I guess you'd say hot spots, you know, like the popular up and coming cities were very much not, uh, we wouldn't be comfortable in the very big cities. Like we wouldn't make it two days in New York probably. Mm. Um, but we visited some other places, you know, like Nashville, Denver that aren't too far from home. And we, we fell in love with Austin, like our first visit. And then we visited a few more times. Really? Time it became more clear. Like this feels a lot like home without some of the bad and more of the good. It's a very, um, lots of people in our age range, similar beliefs, not many kids, you know, yeah. kids yet, things like that. I mean, within six months we had made, uh, you know, we've got a great friend group now, eight to 10 friends, uh, yeah. um, couple friends, like most are, are married as well. So we, we didn't have that back home. And that's, 
that's one thing that we really have focused on. How have you made those friends? Because this, this is the, the dude. This, this is the stuff. This is why I like talking to people around our age group and going through these different changes in life. Because the, the, I heard somebody say this, but they were talking about the three deci- most important decisions you'll make in your life is is where you live, who you're with, and what you do. And I think that that what you do or uh, uh, who you're with and where you live, like a lot of that can be influenced by your friend group. And I think that's the one of the scariest things that scared me about moving to New York is that all my friends were back home in Kentucky. I was born and raised there. So they're all there. There's people, internet friends that I have here in New York City, of course. But like you worry about how close are we going to be? And you still don't even know, yes, we hit it off on the internet, but are we going to hit it off in real life? So yeah, what I want to know is like, how did you, yeah, did you, did you have those friends via the internet or did you just go out to places and you're like, you guys seem cool. Let's hang out. Uh, so we had a cheat code a little bit. Part of, part of our decision process was at the time, uh, Vanessa still had her big girl job, her nine to five. And then they had offices, um, in Austin, Denver, all those places I mentioned we were visiting, they also had offices there. So she had an easy work transition when we first moved. Um, and then she made one friend at work and that friend has just like booked us up. You oh. know, like she's a huge social net. So we made a lot of friends through her. So we, I mean, it was really easy. I don't have many tips there. Dude, uh, cause, yeah. Cause it's a, that's like the force multiplier. Basically you find that one friend who you really enjoy and the, the likelihood of them also having friends that are similar to her are pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Really. That's it. I, I mean, I guess that that's probably a pretty good tip is like, it may seem very daunting moving to a new place. Like, man, I have to make all new friends, but really all you have to do is meet that one person. Uh, and that's helpful. And, and I mean, my, my best friend, who's my best man in my wedding lives in San Antonio now, which is about an hour and a half. So we, we see them regularly. Um, so we, we've got a pretty good, uh, we had a pretty good like safety net on free mm-hmm. social circle here to begin with. And then we got lucky and found a good group of friends. And then it, I mean, once you find that one person that's that's growing, you do have to invest into it, though. Like we've had to get out of our comfort zone because we had been homebodies for so long. Now we like. So really in what like, ways? Like going going out to eat, going to like, uh, I don't know. What do you do? You go to uh, what do you do in Austin? I mean, we we're perfectly content, like hanging out together, like either cooking, ordering food, going out to eat together. Like it's just the two of us. We hang out with each other so much. It's gross. Like you know, we're, we're cool with it. So we really have to make it a point to like, we host lots of dinners and parties and, you know, like the friends givings and back when you could have big get togethers, we, even though it's easy to get out of those, like, Hey, you know, we can't do this or that. Like, yeah, you really just suck it up and go in the beginning. Cause in the beginning it was tough, especially for me. I mean, I remember several instances where I'm like, I don't want to go to this or like you get there and you're just kind of like, I don't know any of these people, man. I really want to put in this effort to, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of have all these conversations. And so, I mean, it's tough, but, but it's been very rewarding. And now I would say like, we're making some, um, some even more like longer term decisions that are really influenced. Cause I would agree like where you live, who you're around is really important. So yeah, like we've looked at moving, to kind of like the outer suburbs of Austin, uh, several, but we were about to pull the trigger on something and then we decided, you know what, we'd be a little too far away from our friends. So yeah. Yeah. 
That's interesting, man. Yeah, because that, I mean, just, just in that show, what's also interesting is just that one little coincidence of, of meeting that friend or hanging out with that friend could literally change the course of your life because, like you said, you're not going to move to this different spot because you want to be closer to your friends. And I think that that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's it is it is it is it is crazy, but it it is something that you don't realize that you have to think about in case you do move away. Because not everybody, well, one, not everybody is going to have those those close friends that they grew up with forever, and then also have the luxury of all those friends finding lives. Uh, you know, at least the type of life that and the be the type of person that you want to be around collectively, because, of course, there's going to be friends, friends that you grew up with that kind of fell off in the sense of you two like connecting or, or just going on different paths. Right. Um, and, and so, like, yeah, I think it, it can be you don't always have that luxury of everybody hanging out and then also have it like not going off to different cities and things um and so if a friend does that's like i'm the first friend group of our or the friend in our friend group who has kind of moved away and it is it it is weird it's kind of like the the where you have you have your your like local friends and then you have your internet friends and, and now it's kind of um yeah i don't know it's i'm i'm trying to navigate that as well but but yeah no austin is one place because i mean yeah you i know that you live there um so carter good and his girlfriend kaylin they live i think more so in the city they live in the uh, in an apartment somewhere and that's probably where if you know because mal's career is what's going to dictate most of this just what we end up doing with her um so but like we would probably end up getting an apartment first but of course you know next stage is marriage babies that kind of that kind of stuff so it's like we're gonna probably be looking for a house eventually so it's like that's these are all things that you got to consider whenever you're getting this 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 whole adulting thing is is interesting <laughs> yeah austin is a great place for if you're a young professional like i i would highly recommend it i mean you uh yeah lots of people when in similar situations that are kind of delaying the the having kids and things like not that that's a bad thing but you know who's the comedian i've lost a lot of good friends to to kids (laughs) that's great that's actually what i was actually going to bring up is uh i'm pretty sure that that joe rogan and i know that uh dave Chappelle is currently in austin and i think that him and rogan are going to be making several appearances there within the next few months so if you do decide to go to a local comedy club or something around there be on the lookout because Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle, Chappelle might just pop in. We might have to. We went to a uh, to one of the Nate Bargatze had a one of the drive-in shows. Yeah, I love him. He's a, a hilarious comedian, but the drive-in show was a little difficult. Like, it's, it's weird. Not, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, not the same. I could see that because it's almost like. It, or at least it seems like you're almost like kind of watching a, a faraway movie. And then it's also kind of like you're, I don't, the, the energy is not the, the reason why comedy clubs work is because you're kind of on top of each other and surrounded by that laughter. Right. Instead of, and also if you, if, if the person next to you laughs and you don't laugh, then it's not as awkward because everybody else, like there's other people that are going to be laughing. And, but if it's just you two sitting next to each other and one person's cracking up and the other person's not really didn't get it or something, or they didn't like the joke. And then it's like, all right, well, this is awkward. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was, it was kind of like just watching a Netflix special at home, but with worse visuals and audio. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, like it was kind of cool that we could like pull up with food 
and drinks and stuff. And then we could also take our dog, you know, so like that part was cool, but we won't be like chomping at the bits to go to another one. You know, we're, we'll, I think we'll hold out until we can get back to like normal shows. Yeah, that makes sense. Dude, the, the house parties though, that's where it's at. Having, having, if you can have, if you can do you, so you said you like hosting, uh, whatever dinner parties and things like having not like a house party like a fucking frat party or something yeah. I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm saying like you have a couple friends over and you get to make dinner and stuff and, and hang out and drink and then you can just like go to bed whenever you want right right yeah that's that's the move i mean we we prefer that over when we first moved because we do love like restaurants and going out to eat we would we would try to initiate like a lot of dinners like where we would all go to these restaurants together but a lot of times like it's hard to carry on a conversation at a dinner table in a restaurant because it's loud and like you end up just talking to one or two people whereas like when you're at home yeah you get a lot more free reign you can do a lot more stuff games it's a lot more fun yeah that's true that is yeah because with the with with if you go to certain restaurants and the table is you know a rectangle right and you have eight people or something it's like you're kind of stuck with whoever is within the immediate vicinity of you um and that can you know that can it it could be really shitty if the person that you really wanted to talk to (laughs) or that like you would really get along with sat on the other end of the table and then you're like okay well this was okay i guess yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah, no, that that makes sense. Uh, what about uh, what about the gyms out there in Austin? What's the situation? What's your what's your what's your fitness regimen looking or not looking like at the moment? Uh, well, so I got lucky and had ordered a a ski erg and a power rack because we moved into a new place that has a garage in January of last year. Uh, so I ordered like a ski erg and a rack, and I think. February, like pretty, like perfect timing. Wow. I was going to say, yeah, you got in there before it was like $20,000 for a couple dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've been able to, to just get it in at home. Um, I don't know, man, gyms. I, I couldn't even really tell you what's going on. As far as I know, most of them are back open here in Texas. Life is, seems pretty normal when you're out and about here. Um, People wear masks out there, like uh, out and about. They do. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. In Austin for sure. Like once you get out of Austin and different parts of Texas, not so much. It's true. Um, I could see that. Yeah. Not in Arkansas. <laughs> um, no, I'm being too hard on them. But, I'm so, dude. I'm from Kentucky. It's just like, it's real there. Oh, well, I, let me, let me take that back. <laughs> it exists, but it's a hoax. So let me just right, say that. Exactly, yeah. Like that's, that's it. Yeah. It exists, that's but it's it. a hoax. That, um, I love the the meme going around of all the high school girls with the weird look. And it's like when you walk into a Southern grocery store wearing a mask, oh, you know, yeah. like, you're like you're crazy. Yeah. That's, that's Dude, real. I, it's real. Yeah. It you know, is. They wear a mask here. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just so, I've been so grateful this year that I got out of the like gym business a couple of years ago, man. It's just, <laughs> I feel so bad for, personal trainers and people who like depend on gym, like working in a gym and all Dude, that. It's been a rough year. You're, you're, you're a victim to whatever the government tells you to do based off of that person's beliefs, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I used to work for a chain of, um, uh, commercial gyms, like the, the key fob scanned in inner, you know, right. like 24 seven gyms. 
And uh, I talked to a guy I used to work with at my wedding and they apparently had to, so they were closed. They had to close for most of the early in the year and they had to lay off all their staff. So I mean, that's two managers, any assistants, personal trainers, any group fitness stuff. Like, I mean, there's probably five to seven people per club that got laid off across. Yeah. They own like 15 gyms. So that's rough. How many, how many, I think that what coronavirus disclaimer, I'm an idiot. What I think coronavirus did is with, with the online stuff is I feel it, it, it accelerated the, the, the bridge, the gap between people doing like personal trainers coaching in person or, or going online or at least offering online services as a, as a hybrid model or something. And then also in, in tons of other, uh, industries as well. It's like, I'm pretty sure Twitter was the company where now they're just completely remote. They're just like, we didn't need to meet in person at all. (laughs) And we're, we're okay with this. Like, I wonder how many companies just dissolved entirely their physical location. And it's just like, well, we can save a lot of money on electricity and, you know, like air conditioning and water and all these different things. And we can just keep our employees at home, still get the same shit done. And like, why don't we just do this going forward? You know, I feel like it's accelerated that a lot. Yeah. So Pinterest uh, paid, actually paid $90 million or something like that to get out of their lease because they had like 400,000 square feet or something like that in Silicon Valley. So they paid $90 million to get out of their lease and they're going to go fully remote forever as far as I know. Man. It's really, it's been interesting. It's been, a lot of stuff has accelerated. Lots of people seem to be moving out of California to other places. New York City, for sure. Yeah, people yeah, out of Silicon Valley, people have moved out of New York City. Um, and, and I, I understand, you know, people, they, they have the every reason to like, if they're not living, like if they're not working here, if they're not doing th- like, yeah, um, it is it's it is a very interesting time. And so is this I know with you, you're starting the are you going to start doing a little bit of the you, you were blogging about making a blog? Is this a new venture for you? Like, is this a new kind of avenue you're wanting to go around? The business side of things? I think so. I, I've i always kind of known. So like before I really went in on, on food blogging, I even like dabbled in some stuff like writing about personal finance and business. So I've always been interested in it. Uh, but I've always, once the food blogging started working, I mean, and I still know this, you need to kind of just focus on the main thing and that's like focus on what's working, but I've been a little burned out. So I kind of would like a side project. If it turns into something viable, cool. If not, it was a good little distraction and like little creative outlet, you know, but of course we are going to start the a new blog where I'll blog about some of that stuff, right about business and marketing and stuff. And we'll also probably, um, you know, write about, other topics too, like things to do in Austin and Texas and uh, some, whatever you want to call it, hashtag lifestyle. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. The the business side of things, that's something that I'm, I'm getting more interested in as well. So you're going to, you're going to start a new blog. You're going to talk about the, the marketing side of things, the lifestyle stuff. Are you going to be like 
is this like masonwoodruff.com? Is this going to be like kind of whatever you want? Or is it going to be solely focused on the the business side of things? No, it's going to be kind of a kind of a catch-all. So it's going to be, uh, if you go to withthewoodruffs.com. Withthewoodruffs.com. On the email newsletter. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, we're going to do it together. So earlier this year, I brought Vanessa on um, to, to help me with the main site, with the main food blog and all that stuff. Uh, so now that we're getting her a little more comfortable with things, she's a talented writer and all these things too. Um, and I think really learning how to start a blog from like square one and publish a lot of content on it, uh, will be a useful exercise for her to help me with the main business. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be writing there about blogging business marketing is it going to be tailored towards the the fitness industry so like fitness blogging or is it going to be like in general i think well i think my content on there will probably be probably tailored towards yeah i mean the stuff that i know so it'll be probably like um i mean what i do you know like kind of healthy food like semi-healthy stuff geared towards the fitness enthusiasts so Mm. that's mostly the people that i am used to writing for marketing to that kind of stuff. So it'll probably be geared towards that. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll probably get out of my uh, depths a little bit on some things, you know, and tiptoe into waters that I. Dude, but you have to, you, you, you have to like literally the only way that you can become more proficient at that type of stuff is by starting to talk about it. Like you have to, like, this is the, this, like, you ha- you have you have the teachers right the people who are quote unquote qualified to talk about it and then you have the the students over here on the other side right and you're kind of in the middle and it's like for you to lean more towards being a teacher you have to basically take what these teachers have taught you and then now you start to kind of through your own worldview and lens start teaching the students right like this is this is exactly what I try and do with my my fitness content, except my teachers aren't in the fitness industry. This is why I read into uh, whatever uh, philosophy or startups or business or entrepreneurship. It's like, cause all of these ideas on decision-making, for example, like I can take that and filter that through my lens of fitness and how to make fitness easier, right? I kind of put it through my own machine in my head and then spit out something that's you know, it's not going to be perfect, but like for some people, it really clicks on the, on the fitness side of things. So I think, yeah, you could, you could absolutely do that. And that's, yeah, you've, I think you, you guys would crush at that. Yeah. That, that's well, well said. I, I really like the idea of, of like, um, whatever you want to call it, learning in public or building in public. Like I wish I did a pretty, not, not really. I wish I would have done kind of like um, something like Gary Vee would do, like really showing, I would love to have more content about how I built the current business from three years ago. You know, like mm. me at my plastic table or my folding table in the kitchen, like that kind of stuff, you know. Documenting. Uh, that stuff's cool. So I wish I would have had more, but like when you're in it, when you're in it, like especially back then, I think like I was I was confident, but I was also kind of confident that it was going to be a flop and that I was just going to have to go get a job eventually. So I was like, well, I don't want to be making content about this stuff that's, yeah. <laughs> that it ends up becoming a failure. So, uh, but it worked out. So now I'm like, okay, well, I can, let's publish some content that is kind of like things we're doing and learning and working on. 
um, and we'll just see what happens with it. So. Yeah, of course. It's kind of the it's kind of the 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 concept behind like asymmetric risks and asymmetric opportunities, right? I think it's definitely an asymmetric opportunity to give this a go because the downside is is very very small. It's like so what? It doesn't work. Maybe you you waste a little bit of time and energy and effort into it, but it's like you're 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 going to be okay. But the potential upside is you have this entirely new creative output or uh, uh, outlet for yourself and 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 your wife as well that kind of meshes more with the next evolution or whatever you want to call it for for your, the next part of your life and you're like this can be great and then eventually it could be lucrative and, and so you can you have the opportunity to to kind of funnel all the resources that you've collected up to this point and kind of you know push a little bit of that into the the new thing and then you just try it out see what happens it's like i think that that too many people stop at the uh well what if it fails or whatever or what if it, it's a waste of time energy opportunity cost it's like yeah but also what if it works and it could work really fucking well um so and, and by the by the work that you've done already and the success that you've had already it's like i would you know i, I would i would bet on the jockey that you know like i think it, it, there's probably a good chance probability wise and statistically wise that you, you have a, a higher chance of succeeding than you do of failing based off of previous work you put out. That's true. It's not too far, not too far out of the realm of expertise either. Like it's yeah. What, and what's the, what's the worst that could happen? I think that's something that people don't ask themselves yeah. enough either. It's like what, what very true. Happen? Yeah. Like I, that's kind of what I want right now is a little bit of waste of time, potential waste of time. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, potential, yeah, potential, anything could be a potential waste of time, yeah, right? You something to, to entertain. Yeah. Like you could argue that like, if I went and like read some books, like fiction books or something, it's like, well, you could say that's kind of a waste of time. It's not depending on who you ask, but yeah. Or the, or, or like watching a, a Netflix series or something. This right. is actually something that, um, John Romanello turned me on to, or he did like, I thought about this, but he kind of really solidified it in my mind. He was like, if you want to learn more about like storytelling and marketing and things like that, like it's probably, it, it's not good to just read marketing and business books. One, because a lot of those books suck, but two, because it's like, you can witness it in action by watching amazing shows or movies, right? It's like, you want to learn really good storytelling. It's like, that's why you read Harry Potter or something, right? Or you read, or, or you watch the Lord of the Rings, right? They go on the hero's journey, all of this different stuff. It's like, whenever you take a step back and analyze why we really enjoy all of these shows and movies and stuff, like one of my favorite shows is Peaky Blinders and, and uh, uh, the, the protagonist in that Tommy Shelby is like this guy he starts off in this very small family business of like gambling and stuff. And then he, he basically, it shows his trajectory of building an entire empire. And you kind of, you as a male, especially like I can resonate with a lot of the feelings of just, it's kind of like the the power feeling. You're like, that is awesome. And so you just kind of feel through, but that kind of tells you, right? Like the 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 power of psychology or like the the um psychology behind things and why, like, why do I want, why do I aspire to be like that? And how can you learn from that? And then a lot of that can be re related towards why dudes want to have six pack abs and like big biceps and, and why, why, you know, girls may want to look a certain way. They get the respect, they get the power, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, so that's my Ted talk. Thank you guys for coming and <laughs> podcast is over. Um, you get what I'm saying though. Yeah. No, Hey, I, 
Peaky Blinders, relating Peaky Blinders to fitness. Some would say it can't, couldn't be done. But <laughs> I, t- I told you, I take the filter of the other, th- or I take the other things and I put it through my fitness filter. It's like, that's exactly what I, what I think about while he's sitting there shooting some dude in the head. I'm like, yes, you know, meal plans, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> meal plans. Yeah. I like that though. I mean, that's, that's cool. That's because the last thing the fitness industry needs is another like trainer or another like fitness fit pro, you know, whatever. Dude, whenever I see, whenever I see the like, cause there's, is definitely like the, the six weeks to six pack abs or, or just like your, your all in one program for building muscle, losing fat and getting strong. You know, it's like, I even have like my PDF. Like, I think that's part of the, what it says on the beginning of it. Right. But yeah. there's other programs out there that people are like, this is really good stuff. And it's just like, it's just the same shit just over and over and over again. If, and if you have a big enough following and things like you can, you can do that. And that's great. You know, if those people, they want to do that, but I think you're similar to me as far as the, I need the creative outlet as well. Like I need to enjoy this shit that I'm doing. And, and whenever you, if like, there has to be some type of risk and some type of like challenge that that goes along. Like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm really enjoying it. And so that's itself is going to drive me forward. Yeah. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. You know what? This is, this is easy. This is uh this is good, Mason. I'll just, I'll sit here and talk and you'll be like, yeah, that's good point, Matt. Good point. And then I'll, I like I'll what you're saying. Yeah. the words that are coming out of your mouth are good words words. (laughs) thanks dude thanks dude i'll just do a solo podcast next time it's all good (laughs) hey take that sound clip right there i dig uh plug that in as much as you want i dig it i I dig it uh well shit what um what are you what are you getting into uh this weekend you doing anything fun no no we um (laughs) no no, nope. yeah, Ter- terrible time. We had well, we had a small. Uh, we had two two of our friends over for Thanksgiving last night here. So right on uh, our social social um, check the box. It's been yeah checked for this week. Social media's <laughs> been checked off. Perfect. Um, we were actually foolishly moving again in about a month. Just staying in Austin. Just. Short, short drive, about five miles away, different house. Um, so we're, we're getting ready for that. Lots of packing and cleaning and uh, touring and that kind of stuff. What was the main, if you can share, what's the main, why, why move five miles away? What's well, the- uh, so when we first moved to Austin, we visited a few times and we, we knew we wanted to be in a, an apartment short term, just kind of low risk yeah. because like, it's really, it's really difficult, especially here. Everything in, in everything in Texas is so spread out, like Austin. Yeah. So like Austin proper is pretty big on its own, like whether you want to be in South Austin or like downtown Austin. Uh, but then, then like all your surrounding, whatever you want to call boroughs, that's probably what you guys would call them there. Uh, like you just can't get a good idea of where you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, in visiting for weekends and stuff. So we we knew after our time in the apartment we wanted to be a little bit closer to like south austin downtown so we moved uh, to a townhouse and uh could be the events of this year you know but we're now like okay 
we don't want to be down here. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't want to be near like too close to downtown or, or anything like that. We really haven't got to enjoy it that much this year, but yeah. we're also cool with just driving in when we want to do those things. Cause we don't do them that often. So yeah. we get a little more space five miles here, gets you a lot more space, a lot more house, a lot more, uh, you know, bigger sidewalks and stuff like that. <laughs> right on, dude. Bigger sidewalks. That's how you know it's important with real estate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we gotta have our daily walks and having a um I mean there there's been a there's been a pretty big increase in uh, uh sidewalk sidewalk size. Oh no, yeah. There's been a decrease in sidewalk and enjoyable sidewalks. In crime, in crime. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put an end to that. We're, we're getting out there with the big sidewalks, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So short, short move, but uh, yeah, necessary. Necessary. So I get it. I get it. Cool, go. cool. Well, we're gonna. I want to talk to you for like two minutes off air, real quick. Um, but just so everybody can can find out more about you, where uh, where can where can you send them? I thought we were. I thought this was just catching up. I thought we were. <laughs> Yeah, and now we're, we're recording. Recording all this. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if you have any hate mail about us having a wedding, you can send <laughs> that to Vanessa at MasonFit.com. Perfect. Um, no. Uh, yeah. Check out. Yeah, MasonFit.com with the Woodruff.com if you're interested in the business stuff. That'll probably we're aiming to launch that around the beginning of the year, and then if you have questions about starting a blog or whatever social media that kind of stuff growing up growing a business in the space i'd love some questions that i can answer that kind of stuff there you go get into making infographics again we'll see oh there we go (laughs) going down that dark alley once again (laughs) jeez um but cool i'm uh, i'm excited for you dude and we'll have to whenever you get everything up and running and stuff i'm sure we'll have you know our fourth conversation again come coming soon um and we'll we can we can chat that probably would have been a better idea shows how good we are at business and things just like eh, maybe wait until after that's launched then we can promote it and do all that kind of fun stuff but now we're we're building yeah. hype that's what we're doing we're building hype yeah would they go hey go get on the newsletter if you care about making lots of money driving luxury cars <laughs> private jets uh bigger sidewalks <laughs> and get on that email list and the secrets will be in your inbox within probably the next month or two the, so. the, the, the four most important decisions you make in your life what you do where you live who you're with and how big your sidewalks are <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it that's all we need to know um all right mason we'll we'll, we'll chat in a sec but uh thanks for coming on dude we'll do it again i'm sure like next week or something i dig it And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story 
tag me at mattmcleod6. I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I uh, and get the word out there. Uh, Also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also, if you want to work with me online, one-on-one for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, And anything else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.